Hello, this is Pastor Sam Velez, and I'm so glad that you're joining us for our service. We hope you enjoy this message today, that it blesses your life and your families. We love you. Next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about what it looks like for the kingdom of God here on earth. Because the kingdom of God here on earth is a reflection of heaven. So everything that God has for us in heaven, he's trying to get us to operate here on earth. Yeah, we don't live in a perfect world and we live in a sinful world, but it doesn't mean that God's power does not work within this world. It does not mean that God's power and the Holy Spirit cannot activate in the world we're in right now. So I have to, I'm here to encourage you to walk into and have a kingdom view. I'm talking about kingdom views. We all love a nice view. If you ever gone hiking, there's nothing like going to the very top of a mountain or here in Laredo, the Monte, right? <laughs> and just looking out and you, you enjoy the view. I've been, I've been able to go to the Grand Canyon several times. And every single time, there's nothing really much to the Grand Canyon if you think about it. But every single time you get to the, you're at the top. It's one of the most beautiful views. This last year, I got to go to this place called Sedona in Arizona. If you ever go to Arizona, go to Sedona. It's great. We went hiking in Sedona. uh, Me and my wife and a couple of people uh, when I was at Revival Today and, and, we got to go and hike up there, and it's one of the, it's an incredible view. Or if you've ever gone to Cancun, just being at the beach is a view. Amen? Amen? It's different, all right? It hits different than looking at the Rio Grande, all right? It hits different, all right? It hits different. But there's nothing like a view, and, and I want to talk about the views because also the kingdom has a view. The kingdom has a perspective. If you are feeling like, feeling like life is being unfulfilled or you're feeling like, man, life is just bringing you down or life isn't the way you want it to be, I want to encourage you that maybe it's not the life itself. It's our perspective of the kingdom of God. It might not just, it might, it might be a perspective thing. It might be you changing the way you view life and looking through the lens of the word of God and looking through a lens of faith. Because if I can look through the lens of faith and the lens of, through the word of God, then maybe, just maybe, my view of life and my view of my problems would be very, very different. If you have your Bibles, Jesus talks about the kingdom of God. And he talks about the kingdom of God and simply like this because he's talking about it through the way he sees it and the way he wants us to see it. So if you have your Bibles, um, I want you to go to Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 and 32. Matthew chapter 13, 31 and 32 says this. Here is another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field it is the smallest of all seeds but it becomes the largest of garden plants it grows into a tree and birds come and make its nest in its branches i want you to go to 13 uh, 44 through 46 same chapter it says this it says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and he 
bought it. And he bought it. And he bought it. Talking about kingdom views. And like I said, Jesus is using these illustrations for us to, for us to know what he sees and what we need to see. That the kingdom of heaven is not just advancing, but the kingdom of heaven is constantly growing. It's constantly expanding. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, God's presence does, is not limited and will not limit itself. Amen. So when me and you come to church and when me and you come into the presence of God, we have to come with the perspective that I'm here to receive from the Lord, but I'm also here to grow and I'm here to spread the kingdom of God to our city, to my neighbors, to my coworkers, to friends and family. The kingdom of God is always advancing. And Jesus uses the first thing he talks about, he talks about is, is a mustard seed, which leads to my first point. If the kingdom of God is, the kingdom of God is viewed as a small beginning, but a great ending. The kingdom of God is viewed as a small beginning, but a great ending. When Jesus uses the illustration, this was a shock to a lot of people. Because the Israelites were expecting a kingdom that was huge. They were expecting a king to come and overthrow the Roman government in that moment. They were expecting war. They were expecting them to be wiped out. But the kingdom of God came in a different form. And I'm here to let you know that although the kingdom of God starts small, there's a great reward. It continues. Although the kingdom of God, although the kingdom of heaven starts small, it's full of blessing. See, they were expecting something great, but the kingdom of God came in the form of a child. And that child grew. And that child changed the world and died for me. His name is Jesus. See, the kingdom of God started not only with Jesus, it started with just 12 men that expanded to 70 and expanded to the churches all over the world. The kingdom of God started with 120 people in an upper room. And after that, the Holy Spirit comes and 3,000 people are saved that day. Are you getting my rift here? That the kingdom of God starts small, but it comes with a great reward. And it's the same thing for me and you, that the kingdom of God would start just when you, when you gave your life to Jesus, it might have been insignificant to you, but it was the beginning of a generation that's changing because of you. It might have been insignificant. The decisions you made for Jesus might not seem great at the beginning, but can I tell you, your future is greater. Your future is greater. Your decision to show up today when you could be at home asleep, or watching online because we have online. It might not seem like much, but it's a blessing for your future. Because you're deciding to say, God, I'm beginning my week here in your presence. Because you are more valuable than anything else. It's the little things, church. And Jesus is trying to get you to understand it's the little things. The kingdom of God, he describes it that it starts small and it grows to this big tree where birds come and nest. And that's exactly what happens with the kingdom of God. Jesus came and a, and a child, he grew, he died on the cross. We are saved. The upper room in Acts chapter 2, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. The church expands and expands like wildfire. And we're here today with what happened over 2,000 years ago. And the birds nesting are me and you in his presence in the kingdom of God under the shade. We're feeding off of everything that God has to offer. 
And here's the thing about the kingdom of God. That every small decision we're making here is also to help other people get there as well. Your decisions are today are helping someone else tomorrow. And you have to look at the kingdom of God this way. Every decision that you make, it might not be the big decision. Every great thing that we admire in our world today started small. We love Apple. Apple started small. We love Microsoft. Microsoft started small. They were starting garages and it turned into these empires, but it started somewhere. Maybe right now you want to experience the miraculous and maybe what's starting small is you getting up in the morning and praying for five minutes and that might be your small, but can I tell you, it'll turn to even more things and more blessings and more miracles because you decided to start. So the question you have to ask yourself is, what are you willing to start today, no matter how small? What are you willing to do different today, no matter how different? What are you willing to do? Because transformation starts small. If you look at people that work out, they started somewhere, but transformation happened through time because of the commitment that they put into working out. Businesses grew because they started small and they kept going. Here's a kicker. They never quit. We live in a world that's, when we are faced with issues, we are easy, it's easy for us to throw in the towel. When times are hard as human beings, we, it can be easy for us to throw in the towel. You know what? This is too hard for me. I'm done. You know what? This isn't working out. It's been two weeks. I'm done. You know what? I thought it was going to be this way, and it has nothing to do with what I thought. I'm done. And God's asking you to stay surrendered and stay committed. God is asking you to stay within his kingdom and his presence and trust him and watch what God would do. Watch what God would do. We started this church with just 15 people, and look at where we are now. 15 people. In a storefront. It's a small beginning, but a great ending. Maybe the small is you changing your language. Instead of speaking negative things every single day, no, no, change your words. Because when you change your words, it changes your life. Change your words. Instead of saying, man, my kids, blank, blank, blank. No, no, man, my kids are a blessing. My kids are smart. My kids are strong. Man, instead of saying, man, we don't have money, blah, blah, blah. No, no. God, thank you, God. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Change your words. That's what it looks like. When we can get a picture of who God is, it'll change the way we live and the way we speak because how God is, it is what we experience in the natural. He's a supernatural God. It's a small beginning, but a great ending. Small beginning. And you have to ask yourself, Lord, what can I do right now that doesn't seem significant, but I know it's going to bring blessing? We preach offering all the time. Maybe for some of you, this is the first time and it makes you uncomfortable. Like, man, they're challenging me about giving. Can I tell you something? Like I've been saying every week, I'm not blowing smoke. It comes from the word of God. And if you can trust God with the little, he'll add more. So you see what I mean? Everything, God works with small. It might, you don't like it. 
You won't like it how it is, how it feels sometimes. But can I tell you something? Begin to do this now. Church, small for some of you might look like, you know what? As a family, we're going to pray every night. And can I tell you something? When you begin to pray every night, it changes your family and you won't even notice it. You'll just, you'll look back and be like, oh yeah, man, we haven't fought in like three months. Oh my gosh, my kids are different. And then God has to remind you, yeah, because you decided to pray every night as a family. Right? We started doing that. You know what we did back home? Me, me my wife, and my daughter. Even though she doesn't understand, we pray and we read the Bible to her. And you know what's crazy is that she'll, she knocks out like that. Either I'm boring or it's just too good, right? I don't know. But Catalina, we want to create this thing where she's going to grow up in the presence of God. And we're creating that habit now. Doesn't seem like much. She does, it's not like she's like, amen, dad. She doesn't do that. That would freak me out if she did. But you know what? She's already getting the word of God. She's already seen that. So the kingdom of God, it's a small beginning, but a great ending. You know what our great ending is at the end of the day? Heaven with Jesus. The Lord coming back for his people. That's our reward. But until that time comes, there's more rewards for us now. But we have to stay, we have to start small and trust God that it comes big because God's a multiplier. I talked about that last Sunday that God is a multiplier. If we would just give him the little. That's a kingdom view. Because what man seems, sees as small, God sees as great. That's a different view. That's a kingdom view. Second point is this, if you're taking notes. Is it something, the kingdom of God is viewed as something to enjoy, not endure. It's a D. To enjoy and not endure. It's something to enjoy, not endure. I'm tired of seeing Christians always moping around every single day. The woe is me on Facebook. The woe is me on social media. The woe is me in in conversation. God did not design you to be the woe is me person. God did not create you that every single day you're going to wake up and have the same attitude. That every single day that you're going to wake up and instead of going to God's presence with thankfulness, you come with complaint. You come with complaint. That is not Christianity, church. And if you met people before you got saved that were like that and made it seem like Christianity is this battle and this suffering and you're going to have to endure that, they, they probably read the wrong Bible. They read the Bible of their name, not the Holy Bible. Because that's not the Bible. Is there suffering in this world? Yes. Are there issues? Yes. But the Bible says that greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So that means that yes, the world can have problems, but God is greater than the problem. So we have to understand that the kingdom of God is something to enjoy, not endure. And I'm here to encourage some of you in this room that maybe you've been enduring for a long time. Maybe you've been coming to the house of God 
And instead of coming with thanksgiving and praise, you've come with, I'm enduring. I'm coming with, I'm just, it's Sunday. Let me just get through this. Because if you're expecting God to do great things, don't come with an enduring attitude. If you're expecting God to come and move in such a way, a supernatural way, then change the way you come to God's presence. Change the way you come to his presence. The Bible says in verse 44, it says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field in his excitement. The Bible says he was excited when he found it. He discovered that. And what does the Bible say? He was excited. When me and you discovered Christ, we were excited. And if you've been serving God for more than 10 years, where is your excitement now? Because the kingdom of God is to be excited. There's supposed to be a joy about it. See, Jesus wants to be discovered so that you can be delivered. Jesus wants to be discovered so that me and you can be delivered. That means that, man, when we find Jesus, we find freedom. And I can't find freedom until I find Jesus. And when I find Jesus, I got to stay with Jesus because that's the only way through this. He wants to deliver you, church. When you came into this room with your problems, we serve a God that can set you free today. He wants you healed. He wants you whole. He wants the best for you, church. But it requires a joy. Say, God, I, I am excited. David, the reason why David was a man after God's own heart, can I tell you something, church? He, was, he wanted God so bad, he was excited for the presence of God. He lived for it. He slept and he woke up for the presence of God. The book of Psalms, he wrote a lot of the Psalms. He had his problems, but what? He always went back to the joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That means it's not the joy of your job. It's not the joy of your friends. It's not the joy of the music you listen to. No, no, the joy of the Lord is our strength. When you are feeling like you can't and you're on, 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 on E, you're empty on the tank, get to the joy of the Lord. Get back. Ponder on his promises. Ponder on his goodness. Thank him. On, if you went to th- uh, Tuesday prayer, what are we talking about? Being thankful. Giving thanks. You don't always feel like giving thanks. I don't always feel like giving thanks. There are nights where I don't sleep much. I don't feel like thanking God in the morning. I feel like sleeping more. And I feel like complaining. And I have to shift my attitude to say, God, I thank you. God, I thank you. I'll never forget uh, a couple of years ago on our 21 days of prayer uh, and fasting. We do this every year in January. We're going to do it this year. But I remember in this church, actually, We were 21 days of prayer and fasting. And there was a day that I was like, I didn't want to be in prayer. I was dealing with some issues and I was just like, I just was not in the mood. I didn't really want to talk to anybody. I just wanted to, I was like looking at the, at the clock on my phone. I was on Instagram. I was just like, man, I'm just going to pass the time. Just get this over with. Listen to my dad say what he has to say and amen and leave. But I remember the Lord, the Holy Spirit was dealing with me. And I stopped myself and I said, you know what, God, this, I can't be like this. I, I, forgive me that I'm acting like such an, an idiot, for lack of a better word. That I'm, that I'm wasting my time 
when I could be in your presence seeking you and receiving from you. So I remember I, asked, I, I went back to the joy of the Lord. And I literally, I said it, I remember most of my prayer was repeating that verse. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord. Can I tell you something? About the 10th time, I began to feel a difference in me. And I went from the joy of the Lord of my strength to me praising God and to me praying. Church, we have to get to that place. We can't let outside circumstances disrupt what God wants to do in your life. We can't, we can't let outside circumstances disrupt what God's trying to deliver from your life. We can't. We have to get to a place where we have to enjoy the presence of God because he's meant to be enjoyed. It's an enjoyment to be in his presence. It's an enjoyment to be a son and a daughter. It's an enjoyment to read his word. It's an enjoyment to pray. God, we are designed, we were created to be blessed and to be a blessing. We were created to enjoy, not endure. Amen? Everybody getting this? Yeah? Cool. Last one is this. The kingdom of God is viewed as what? Great value with great reward. The kingdom of God is viewed as great value with great reward. If you go back to verse 45, it says this, it says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. I started, I I was interested, so I looked up, what does it mean? What, how does that pearl work and how is it created? And this is what I found. The center of a pearl is a grain of sand or something else that works as an irritant. Sand gets into a clam and the clam responds to this irritation by secreting a fluid that coats the sand, reducing its capacity to irritate the organism. Layer after layer of the fluid cakes the sand and over time a pearl is created. Something seemingly small and worthless creates a change that becomes great value. Becomes a change that becomes great value. That's why pearls are such a valuable thing. Oh my gosh, when someone gets a pearl necklace, it's a big deal. Like in movies, the grandma gives their pearls to their grandkids and all that stuff. But the Bible is saying... That the kingdom of heaven is something eternal. It has an eternal value. It's something that is, that is worth so much to me that we're, re- we're willing to leave everything for it. We're willing to leave everything for it. We're willing to surrender everything for it. That's why Jesus, when he challenges the rich young ruler, he had a hard time leaving everything. Because the things were his God and not Christ. The things when God, Jesus was just trying to challenge him. Jesus, actually, Jesus was just testing him. He wasn't even trying to really get him to sell. He was trying to see where his heart was. But the Bible says that the rich young ruler, what does he do? He gets away, he leaves sad because he had too much stuff that he was attached to. But the Bible's saying that the kingdom of God is something that I'm willing to leave. I'm willing to leave friends. I'm willing to leave influence. I'm willing to leave whatever it is so that I can get the greatest thing, and that's Christ. 
I'm willing to leave. I'm willing to leave attitudes. I'm willing to leave habits. I'm willing to surrender whatever it is so that I could have the most valuable thing, and that's him. Peter said it when Jesus was telling him, when he was challenging him, he said, Father, we've left everything for you. We left everything for you. And you have to understand, church, the great value comes with great word. It's a great value. The power of God, who Jesus is, is such a value that it comes with rewards. But you have to understand that what are you willing to surrender so that you can gain from Christ? What are you willing to give up? If you're saying, God, I want everything, then what are you willing to leave behind so that you can experience this great reward? That's why Jesus said it. He challenged the people. He said, take up your cross and follow me. For some people, when, he, when, he, when they heard that, they were like, man, Jesus, you're asking for a lot. And they were missing out on the beauty of, of surrender. They were missing out on, man, I'm giving up a lot, but I'm gaining so much more. I'm gaining so much more. I'm gaining freedom and I'm gaining miracles and I'm gaining advancement and provision. I'm gaining more than I'm losing. And so you have to change your mindset and say, Father, what is it in my life that's taking place that I need to let go of so that I could gain from you? What are things in my life that I need to let go of so that I could have more of you? What am I willing to do? And the kicker is you will know what you value most when it's asked of you. Do you value what God says or do you value what someone else wants? Do you value what God's leading you to do or do you value your feelings more? That's where you know where your treasure is. In fact, the Bible talks about treasure. It says this, and out, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. It's not saying, here's the thing. It's not saying that you can't have nice things, but nice things can't have you. Because the moment that nice things have you, they become your God. And you become a slave to those things. Whether it's material, whether it's a relationship, whatever it is that you treasure more than God will become your God. And you will become a slave to it. And God didn't call you to be a slave. God didn't call you to be a slave to it. He didn't call you to be a slave to to insecurities. He didn't call you to be a slave and be bonded and broken by things. No, no, he he called you to be free. But I can't be free if Jesus is not my God. Church, like I said from the very beginning, when we are feeling unfulfilled in our life, we have to check where our perspective is. When I am feeling unfulfilled, where is my perspective? Where is my faith? 
Where is my view of who God is? If you're feeling unfulfilled today, check yourself. You got to check yourself, church. Are your views disproportioned? Are your views out of sight? Are you looking through the wrong lens instead of looking through the word of God and through faith? Are you looking through your emotions and your disappointments? Because that'll mess with how you experience the kingdom of God. And can I say something? The kingdom of God is for everybody. The kingdom of God is here. Jesus presence who Jesus is that is everything to us and God wants to wants you to live out there in freedom and in purpose that is the vision of our church so that people from all walks of life would find freedom and purpose in Christ if you don't know what the vision of our church is that's our vision so that people from all walks of life would find freedom and purpose in Christ. Find freedom. Not so that people will be bound. Not so that people will be hurt. No, that would be fine. Freedom. They would live with purpose in Christ. We need, we need a kingdom view. A kingdom view. Thank you so much for joining our service and for listening to us. We are located at 4519 East Del Mar Boulevard in Laredo, Texas. And we hope that you continue to be a part of our ICM family.